I just want to let you know that I have another couple of workshops coming up and back by popular demand, I am repeating my boost your immune system workshops because there is never a better time than to boost your immune system than right now. This workshop is a 90 minute workshop that will be interactive and will teach you five habits that you may have that are unknowingly weakening your immune system right now. And that might be helpful to know, right? Because when you know you do better and you can start to change those habits, as well as I will be teaching you some great tools and steps that you can take to further boost your immune system, including a very simple supplement protocol that you can follow and easily implement right away. So I will put the link to register for these workshops. They're absolutely free. Invite your friends and family. I will put that link in the show notes. So please check that out at the end of the episode. Thank you so much. And I look forward to having you join the workshop. Imagine getting up every day full of energy as if you were in your 20s again. What would that be like? What would that be worth to you? What is your health worth to you? Think about it. Your health isn't everything, but without it, everything else is nothing. And yet too many of us are taking it for granted until something goes wrong. No one wakes up hoping to be diagnosed with a disease or chronic illness. And yet we've never been taught how to be proactive in our health through our school system or public health. As a registered health coach and integrative health practitioner, I believe it is time this information is made available to everyone. Combining new knowledge around your health and the ability to do my functional medicine lab tests in the comfort of your own home will allow you to optimize your health for today and all your tomorrows. Don't wait for your wake up call. Welcome back to the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I am Melissa Dealey, your host, and today I want to talk to you about the secret of changing your life and getting what you want. And three little words, be, do, get. It is now the end of January, and I want to ask you, how are you doing so far in terms of your New Year's resolution or your intentions? In a study of over 800 million people done in January 2021 or early 2021, it showed that many people have fallen off their resolution by January 19th. And we're already past January 19th here. So be honest, have you fallen off? And that goes up to 80% having fallen off their intention for the entire year by the second week of February. Why is it so hard to stick with our goals and create habit change in our life? Well, too often we believe that when we have this or that, we'll be happy and then we'll be able to do more. And when we don't see results, we give up too quickly. It all feels too hard. We are living in a have, do, be a mindset. In that first, we think we have to have something before we can do something in order to be who we want to be. And the reality is, is that doesn't work. So let me explain. 
we all know the phrase, ask and ye shall receive. But you may not believe this works and you may feel like manifesting isn't for you. And if you've been using this statement, ask and you shall receive and not receiving, then it makes sense that you wouldn't believe in it. But the latest research is very interesting. It shows that the original sentence from the Dead Sea Scroll was shortened into that phrase and is missing a key aspect, the aspect of believing and deeply feeling that you already have what you want. This is the original phrase from the Dead Sea Scroll. Ask without hidden motive and be surrounded by your answer. And that being surrounded by your answer is feeling what it is that you want deeply in your body. Your consciousness is the only reality. So you must first know what you want to be and then assume the feeling of what you want to be. So it's knowing and then assuming that feeling, right? And the being is the first step. It's not have, do, and then be. It's actually be that person first, then you can do what you want to do in order to get what it is that that you're asking for. So as an example, if you are asking to lose weight, you have to first feel yourself more healthy, more fit, lighter. Envision yourself as the person you want to be. And this is so hard for us to do. And that is why so many are held back from manifesting what we want. You see, we don't get to receive what we want in life until we believe we deserve it. And in that we've already achieved it. So we must act as if we already have what we desire. This belief state is so critical. And If you're not sure about that, go back and listen to my December episodes, particularly the episode that came out on Christmas Day 2021 when I was talking with a belief expert. Our mind and what we believe controls everything. When I work with my clients, I will let them know that if they don't first believe they can heal, they're not going to heal, right? The belief has to come first. So we have to believe in who we can be. When we close our eyes, we need to envision that person. And as I said, if we're trying to lose weight, envision that person in new clothes, you know, enjoying, perhaps it's enjoying sports and things that you can't do today. Maybe it's enjoying hiking, walking, whatever it is that you want to do, but you can't do because you don't have your health. Maybe it's just seeing yourself dancing in a field of flowers, of you know, alpine flowers, having fun, enjoying life, just able to move without pain because you've lost the weight and it's a glorious sunny day and you've got lavender fields and you've got a big smile on your face and you're wearing clothes that you don't currently own because they're smaller sizes and you feel free and light and happy. Envision that for you. What is it that you want? Because you need to start imprinting that on your subconscious brain. 
And once you have that image, then you want to feel it to your core. Feel how happy you are. Feel the warmth of the sun on your skin. Feel that what it feels like to be free, to feel light. And then the next step is the do, is to bring that future vision of yourself into the present. Because again, you can't have it until you can first believe in it and see it. Truly imagine what it would feel like to be lighter, healthier, have more energy, less joint pain, sleep better, move better, because you've already lost the weight. This is where meditation is so important because you can go within and meditate on exactly what it is that you want. And you don't have to know the how, you just need to know what you want. And then the opportunity will present itself for you to take some action, perhaps connect you with someone who can help guide you through your weight loss. And then that's the next step for you. That's the do is stepping into the action when you've been given that opportunity, recognize that opportunity, you've been gifted and step into that. And then the third step is the get. The get is when you get what you desire because you've done all the work in the be and the do steps and been really clear on what you want. Start implementing this today. You can start to feel dramatically better within just a few days. If you were doing a detox and weight loss can start to happen for you, you could be connected to the very person you were supposed to meet today. But only if you were open to this. First, you have to believe. So the reason so many people fall off their New Year's resolutions is they don't believe. And they don't believe they're good enough. They don't believe they deserve to lose the weight. They don't believe they can lose the weight. And they aren't willing to stick with it for long enough. They aren't willing to use all of their powers, bring their subconscious mind to this, imprint that belief. But you can break it down more easily so it's more achievable when you understand how this works and how the brain works. And start with small steps. Ask yourself, what is it that I need to do? And you want to find a plan and implement the plan. And then as you start losing the weight, it will boost your confidence. That will help you with believing that you can do this and to further trust in the process, which motivates you to do more, to eat more cleanly, continue with your exercise, ensure you're getting good sleep at the right times for your circadian rhythm. And now when you visualize, you can see it more clearly because you know you're already on the way. You can start buying smaller clothes. When you believe that deeply and bring those goals into your present reality, that is how you achieve the results that you want. And this is the key to achieving all that you desire. It's starting with one thing. Start to envision your success. Believe in yourself. See yourself in this new reality that you want. Journal and meditate about it and have it become your reality. Now, is this something that you do just once? Absolutely not. This is something that becomes all-encompassing in your life, that you are focusing on this for a little bit of time every single day. And this is how we inform our subconscious mind of what we want. And then through the power and magic of the universe, when our belief is deep enough, we are gifted what we want. 
and we have to feel it right to our very core. If you're enjoying my content and someone that wants to step into being proactive in your health and learning more, I would love to invite you to join my membership community. There's a link in the show notes for only $19.99 a month. You get access to all of my content and there's a lot as well as weekly calls that you can come and get your health questions answered. It's truly priceless. I'd love to see you join the community. Check out the link in the show notes. And I want to share an example with you of how I used this. And at the time, I didn't even know that I was. But 30 years ago, when I first came to Canada, I fell in love with the town of Whistler. And I decided I wanted to live here forever. This place was paradise to me. And I wanted to stay. At the time, I was on a working holiday visa, which gave me one year. But I decided this is where I wanted to make my home, my life. I didn't want to stop traveling. I always wanted to continue traveling, but this was going to be home base for me. I completed the application process that everybody else completes the generic form two times in that first year and was rejected both times. It was a point system. And because of my young age, I wasn't getting enough points and that wasn't going to change because I couldn't suddenly advance my age by 20 years. But I knew this is what I wanted. I had no idea how I was going to achieve it, but I knew that I was going to become, at the time, I was going to get landed immigrant status for Canada, which meant that I could stay forever. I still had to live here for five more years before I could become a Canadian citizen. But I knew I was going to achieve this. I also knew that if you applied three times and got rejected three times, that then I really had no hope. So I didn't want to apply through normal protocols a third time. So I went about my work and my life knowing that this is what I wanted. And it was in the back of my mind all of the time. And one day I was introduced to a person <clears throat> who was running a convention in Vancouver and they needed somebody who spoke Japanese. And having been raised in Japan, I spoke Japanese and I was connected to this person through a friend just out of the blue. And they wanted to meet me to be an interpreter at this event. And I was terrified because I wasn't a trained interpreter, but I also knew that this was something that I had to do. I didn't even know why I had to do it. I just knew that I had to do it. So I met with them. I really liked these, um, people and I was an interpreter at that event. That event led me to being invited to be an interpreter at an event in Tokyo at the Canadian Embassy on behalf of the BC Pavilion Corporation, a BC government agency. Again, I was terrified, but I knew I had to do it. So off I go to Japan and I'm in interpreting at different events, helping uh, Canadian chefs and Japanese chefs um, talk and, you know, translating for them and helping them figure out menus and menu items and going to the fish market with them and buying ingredients, et cetera, et cetera. It was something I'd never, ever done before, but it was actually great fun. And I was attending evening events and um, interpreting for people as well with many government officials there. And I went, wow. 
here's all these government officials. I could talk to them about the fact that I want to stay in Canada. I want to extend my working visa. I want to become a landed immigrant. Maybe one of them can help me. So I, at one of the events, I went around telling all of these different government officials from our federal government, as well as our BC government, my sob story of how I live in Whistler. I do a lot of translation for all the Japanese that were coming here to town at that time. I'm not taking a Canadian person's job and I want to stay in Canada. And uh, I got all of their business cards. And then a couple of days later, I was in my hotel and I went to the elevator bank and I think it was the third floor. And the only other person standing there next to me was the premier of BC at the time, Premier Harcourt. And I just thought, oh my goodness, I have to tell him my story. And so I did. And I told him between going from the third floor to the lobby of that hotel, my story of wanting to stay in this country and the work that I was doing and how I wasn't taking a Canadian's job and I was never going to go on unemployment or drain the economy. I was only going to add to it. And in that elevator ride, he told me that his grandfather had emigrated from Australia too. He gave me his business card and he said to me, I can't get involved in your case, but please write to me when you get back and I'll see what my team can do because he couldn't personally get involved. Well, when I got back to Canada, I sat down and I wrote to all of these people that I'd met, asking them if there was any way that they could help me get my landed immigrant status. And this is back in the day, this is like literally, I think it was 1991. I didn't even have a computer. So I'm doing this on a typewriter all of these individual letters to all of these different government people and mailing them all off. I heard back from one of them, the premier of BC. And he sent me a letter again saying, I can't personally get involved in your case, but I want you to please call this number at immigration and see how they can help you. And I did. And the person that answered my phone, the phone, it was as if she knew who I was. And she sent me different paperwork that I had to complete. And literally within six months, I was a landed immigrant. I had had to go back to Australia to do my interview with the uh, Canadian consulate there. I had to do all my police record testing, et cetera, et cetera. But from that point on, I had a human being at immigration that I could talk to instead of just an endless uh, link to, you know, computerized codes of press one for this, press two for that, press three for that, and never actually getting answers, never actually getting the support that I needed. And the difference in all of that and getting to that state, I realized as I look back now, was I had seen myself as that Canadian citizen. I had seen myself living here for the rest of my life. And 31 years later, I'm still here and still love it and never regret that decision of choosing to make this my home. I started doing what I needed to do, even when I was terrified. And then I was able to get what I truly wanted. And I didn't even know all of this then. And, but I look back and I see how I followed that instinctively. And I met other people, other Aussies in Whistler who would say, oh, you're so lucky. 
I, you know, I wish I could stay here. And just in their terminology of the wish, I knew that they didn't really want it badly enough. They didn't want it deep to their core. They weren't going to follow the be, do, get formula in order to be able to stay. Because wishing isn't enough. It's the wanting. It's that deeply rooted desire. That is what is going to get you where you want to go. So if you're just wishing you could lose weight, if you're just wishing for a new job, if you're wishing for a better, bigger house, that's not enough. But when you start wanting it, and when you start imprinting that on your subconscious mind, and when you start journaling it, feeling it, envisioning it, I know a number of people that have completely manifested and envisioned their new home. They would see the home exactly what it had in it, the layout almost exactly to what they ended up buying. But first they had to vision it and feel themselves, see themselves living there, seeing their own furniture in that house, and then start doing, start working with realtors, start telling your realtors, being really clear in what it is that you want. And then the getting doesn't happen in months. And sometimes it happens in a couple of years, but they've actually, when they get the house they want, they know instantly, oh my God, this is what I, this is exactly the house I saw, (coughs) excuse me, in my vision. And that's so powerful. So this truly can be done, but you have to want to do it. And so a new year's resolution that is about wishing and not wanting is the new year's resolution that you're going to likely fall off by January 19th. Or if you're one of the 80% by the middle of February. So shift up how you plan what it is that you want for 2022. It's only the end of January. It doesn't matter that January 1st is passed. You can make a new, create a new desire that you want and turn or create the same desire, but take it deeper, take it from that wishing and put it into put it into the wanting and that burning desire because that's what will allow you to achieve it and there's still plenty of time in 2022 for you to do that and you can get started today so some further books that you might like to read that i have and that i love is that i want to recommend to you this one here is a great book to read about the power of our subconscious mind. It's called Seven Keys to Unlocking Your Full Potential by C. James Jensen. And I learned so much from that book in how our subconscious mind works. And it's an incredibly powerful book. And turns out that the author of that book is someone that I randomly met at a conference and that he actually used to work with my father before I was born. So how small world was that? And I took that to be a meaning that I was meant to read this book and powerful, powerful learning in that book. And then if you want to dig deeper into the power of manifesting, there's two books here by Gabrielle Bernstein, The Universe Has Your Back and Super Attractor, both really great reads um, and so much learning from her Uh, in this field that you can benefit from. And I just want to finish off with saying that over the holidays, I watched the Polar Express movie with my adult kids. And the message of that story is that those who believe can hear the ringing bell from Santa's sleigh. 
Belief is what allows us to achieve our goals. If we don't believe we can achieve them, we never will. But so often we get stuck in our conscious thoughts, pulling us out of our belief, telling us we can't or that we aren't good enough. But as Henry Ford said, whether you believe you can or believe you can't, you are right. So what are you going to choose to believe in today? And with that, I want to thank you very much for tuning in and listening to this episode of Don't Wake Up, Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call. And uh, until next time, continue listening and please share this episode if you think it will help someone else in your world. Thank you so very much. Thank you for investing this time with me on the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I'm so glad you joined in. If you can take two minutes to share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life, that would be wonderful. Please leave a review by going to your favorite podcast listening app and let me know what you enjoy or would like to hear more of. It will support me in my effort to bring the possibility of natural healing to a wider audience and help disrupt the sick care system we have today and make human health a global priority. Health is your true wealth.